let me introduce you to your next favorite true crime podcast, Crime Salad. Ashley and Ricky, a husband and wife team, go beyond telling crime stories. They dive into the darkest corners of human nature with the ultimate goal of preventing future tragedies. Together, they shine a relentless spotlight on critical issues like relationship violence and domestic abuse, inviting you to explore the complexities of these societal challenges. Now, let us set the scene for a recent Crime Salad episode, which is titled The Search for Haley Cummings. The disappearance of a five-year-old girl leaves the Florida community in disbelief. In the early morning hours of the night, an open back door remained eerily left open where Haley was staying. A wave of dread swept through the community and the family as the unimaginable happened. Was this the work of a kidnapper, or did the little girl wander off? The search for Haley brought a community together in the darkest of times. Since 2019, Ashley and Ricky, the crime salad duo, have continued to deliver stories that are not only fascinating and well-researched, but also have a strong voice for change and justice. So grab your headphones and prepare to be pulled into a world where mystery meets humanity. Make sure to tune in to Crime Salad wherever you find your podcasts and join a growing community of listeners who tune in every week. And now back to your regularly scheduled haunting. And welcome to Let's Get Haunted with your hosts, Nat Strong and Allie Terry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Episode 12. Episode 12. I am so excited to record this episode and because I just, re- researching this one, man, let me tell you, I just went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> like a good old traditional... Like one thing leads to another and like right. I've, I've opened, cracked this case and it's like, I feel like I discovered Narnia and then like in Narnia, there's another closet that like goes back to the <laughs> real world and you're like, wait, is this the real world or is this the Narnia in Narnia? Meta Narnia. Exactly. Yes. A Narnia within a Narnia. Everything's it's- just so meta. It's like disorienting. Do you know that? You it's know like, what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like those Matrushka dolls where it's like a doll within a doll within a doll. Like, like a Russian, Russian nesting doll? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's, I I feel like you can trust no one, not even yourself. I don't know. <laughs> I am so paranoid after researching this story. I just feel like, uh, yeah, I just feel, who was that guy that made all, like Fahrenheit 911? Like he made like all of Was those. that Ray Bradbury? No, that's the book. Oh. Oh, wait. Yeah, that is the book. What am I talking about? B- Michael Moore? Oh, Michael Moore. Uh, yeah, he's the uh, 9-11 conspiracy theorist. Right. Yes. yes. That's what I mean. I like, I f- but he's done so many other conspiracies, too. Yeah, he did the one on, um, I was thinking of Fahrenheit 451 um, oh, by Ray Bradbury. I was thinking, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he also did that. Yeah, he did Super Size Me, right? That was yeah. him? Mm, I don't know, was it? But he basically, I know that documentary you're talking about. Basically, to wrap up what I'm saying is, I feel like a documentary filmmaker. That's like, <laughs> that's like... You've uncovering. discovered something? I mean, there there are those documentary films that change the course of history. I feel like 
the 9-11 one was definitely one of those i saw that when i was probably way too young to be watching that like right because mm-hmm. it came out right after like 9-11 are you yeah. talking about the conspiracy documentary or the regular documentary the conspiracy the one the one that was by michael moore that oh, was basically okay. like shitting on bush and saying like the administration like caused it caused or whatever it, yeah. yeah okay because i watched the actual documentary of 9-11 that came out like on oh, the, the one that follows the firefighters it was on, it was too. so heartbreaking yes that impacted me for the entirety of my life and that's why when people are like oh americans 9-11 get over it it's like no if you were here and like witnessing it in real time like i wasn't even in new york but like just seeing it on the news in middle school was so traumatic well i think too as far by the way welcome to let's get haunted where oh, we're yeah. talking about anything we feel like yeah <laughs> within the first three minutes yes um, yeah i feel like uh, i don't know if this is true or not but my someone was telling me i think it was one of my parents when it happened that that was the worst terrorist attack that the world had ever seen because it was on it it was just momentous like you had planes flying into some of the biggest buildings in the world yeah at that time and uh, yeah like we just hadn't seen anything like that before well and those buildings are were such a symbol yeah. of america people from all over the world working in these buildings trading just indicative of the free market and capitalism and yeah. so watching planes and the also the heartbreaking part was i mean the whole thing is fucked but like planes that are just literal passenger planes like Mm -hmm. people had just getting on their planes to go live their fucking lives get to their destination and not expecting to be turned into a missile you know i think that too it was such a moment of being helpless because when the first plane happened everyone Mm -hmm. was just kind of like oh this is crazy that this freak accident happened right and then when the second one happens it's like this moment of panic because not only do we realize that this is a plan, but it's like, what else is going to happen? Right. Like people, you know, on the West Coast, people in all of the major cities in the world were like, is something going to happen here too? Mm-hmm. Like we, I don't know. Yeah, that was just, oh, that was, it was just bad. But some other documentaries like that are like um, Blackfish. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah, I didn't see it, but I I know that Steve-O from jackass fame um climbed a, like on top of a construction crane in hollywood to protest um sea world after he saw blackfish and he like climbed up this huge crane with no safety equipment and blew up um a blow up um orca and oh and like had a big sign and flash and he like shut down the entire downtown area because he was like pe- firefighters like trying to get him down like, that's kind of awesome yeah <laughs> i remember jessica alba got there was another one that was about sharks i can't remember oh. what it was called but jessica alba who was filming a movie in oklahoma city at the time got like went crazy protester style and like started like hanging up all of these like shark posters all over the city in oklahoma city and let me tell you if there's well, any city to protest yeah. animal like <laughs> cruelty. cruelty it's not fucking oklahoma city why did she choose oklahoma city she's not even from there because that's just like how out of touch celebrities are with the rest of the world yeah they're just like <laughs> oh they'll like this here right she's just like i'm filming a movie and you know this place and i like she's probably been in hollywood since she was like 15 years old you right know? so uh, yeah and then some other ones that were major um super size me was one of those yep mm-hmm. the mcdonald's one yeah but like i feel like documentaries just serve to it's like a, it's like pulling a block out of jenga tower you know like once your mind gets wrecked once you're just like oh 
everything can be fake, then it just like, it's this domino effect because you're like, what else is fake? Right. I mean, conspiracy theories are very fun and well-received because people, I think in general, which we've talked about before on the show, have a distrust of any authority figure, right? Right. Like your parents lie to you about stuff to keep you safe all the time. Like, and it's so when it starts, when you're that young, as you get older, then it's very easy to start believing like, oh shit, everyone's just out here to bamboozle me. Right. Mm -hmm. But what makes a conspiracy theory all the more enticing is when there's actual factual documents and evidence to back that up (laughs) and that is what i'm gonna hit you with today have you ever heard of something called mk ultra yes that was the mind control government mind control experiment where they used was it acid or lsd so lsd and acid are the same yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um back in the 1950s and 60s Mm. mk ultra was born and let me just let me let me let me ask you Alyssa. this is you're gonna like this What do you think was happening in the world in the 1950s and 60s? War. The height of the... War. Which war? Cold War. This is your favorite thing. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking hot right now. We're in a studio. It's like 100... How hot do you think it is in here right now? Like 100 degrees. Yeah. It's the opposite of the Cold War. Yes. This This is the hot war. This is the hot war on my insides. I had to... Side note, I had to wear shorts and open-toed shoes on the metro coming up here. And I was texting Alyssa, like, I'm getting HIV, like, right now. There's staff, like, going into my veins. Yes. But I think I can fight it. Well, and I'm not wearing a shirt right now because it's too hot in this building. And we can't have the air conditioner on because then it'll pick up on the audio. (sighs) Poverty. But we're... We're powering through it. We're trucking right along. Um, Okay, so in... The 1950s and 60s, it's the height of the Cold War. Okay. Uh, there's so space much suspicion. Race. Yeah, the space race is going on. The, you know, you got women, women, wearing, whammon. <laughs> women, women. You got women curling their hair. I don't know. I See, whenever I think of the Cold War, I always think of like, hey, doc, give me the news. You know, like, what do you call that? Uh, the transatlantic a- accent. Yes. 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 But it's like... Uh, when I think of the Cold War, I think of, you know, women women wearing, like, skirt and top combinations with their hair pinned back. Like, every woman is a fucking, like, nurse for some reason. Like a candy stripper, you know? Right, uh-huh. Or candy striper. striper. Candy striper. <laughs> yeah, every woman is, like, a candy striper or, like... Candy strippers sound fun. Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, Rosie the Riveter. But apparently they're not. Some, there were some housewives. There were some just normal-ass people. Mad Men. The show yeah, Mad it's Mad Men. Men. Yeah. yeah, basically everything is Mad Men. Everyone's drinking like a Coca Cola. The milkman is like fucking the housewife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and leaving milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the U.S. government feared that the Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean agents were using mind control to brainwash U.S. prisoners of war in Korea. Ooh, crazy, right? Yes. So y- that would I feel like make anyone paranoid if you thought your prisoners of war were being brainwashed. So how did we respond? 
trying to figure out how we can brainwash. Exactly. We're like, you know what? You guys are brainwashing. Well, we're going to brain we're going to brainwash more. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alan Duels, the director of the CIA, approved Project MK Ultra in 1953. It was a covert operation aimed to develop techniques that could be used against the Soviets. Mm-hmm. There were over 150 human experiments using psychedelic drugs, paralytics, electroshock therapy, MDMA, which is ecstasy, masculine, heroin, uh, barbiturates, methamphetamines, and psilocybin, which is the ingredients in magic mushroom. This is, I can't reiterate this enough. This is a government program. Like someone stamped the approval on this and is like, yes, we're the United right. States and we do are doing this. This is what we want. <laughs> right. So sometimes the test subjects knew that they were participating, um, but sometimes they had no idea. That's so scary. And even when the hallucinogens started taking effect. So people were just getting dosed and had no idea what was going on. And I mean, That's terrifying. LSD was not, you know, like a popular party drug. Like you would have no idea what this high was right like you could pro- probably either think like you're going crazy or like the world is changing yes yeah um so and these experiences were conducted at universities hospitals and prisons in the united states and canada between 1953 and 64 so a almost uh, 10 years but it's not exactly clear because the agency kept notoriously poor records obviously because it's like super secret mm-hmm. and they were up to no good and then they destroyed most of the mk ultra documents when the program was halted in 1973 so the guy that's behind all of this is this chemist who's pretty much a marvel super villain mad scientist guy his name is Sidney gottlieb and he's born in the bronx as joseph snyder in 1918 so already red flag number wait what one. so he's changed his name to be a german name yeah later in life yes red flag number one red fucking flag right he has a phd in chemistry from california institute of technology and he has a master's in speech therapy because he has a stutter from childhood and a clubbed foot okay here's what i like about this clubbed foot part though um big asterisks the clubbed foot kept him out of service in World War II, but it did not prevent his pursuit of folk dancing, which was his lifelong passion. Hey, good for him. <laughs> I mean, not good for him, though, because you're going to find out he was literally, he was, um he's not a good guy. Oh. So in 1951, he joins the CIA and he's headed uh, the chemical division as, quote, poison expert. Okay. That's his title. Poison expert. Oh. Yeah. And he's nicknamed black sorcerer and (laughs) the dirty trickster what okay this sounds like someone you would never want to invite to a party ever because he's gonna drug you because he thinks it's fun maybe i don't know like i i feel like these scientist type people if there's anything that like i so i'm trying not to judge this guy right like i'm thinking like okay he's someone who's born in the bronx an immigrant so he's probably pretty poor the fact that he could go and get his phd that's pretty tight right right the american dream okay fact that he has this stutter and he gets this master's in speech therapy and gets it fixed pretty cool he has his clubbed foot and he doesn't let him stop it from doing his folk dancing like i'm rooting for you right right how sick is it that he his first job is literally like head of a branch in the cia yeah it's tight i'm concerned about his nickname being the dirty (laughs) trickster 
<laughs> that's the that's the red flag for me like what did he do and black sorcerer yeah well that one is kind of tight but like <laughs> dirty trickster is like he uh, he like <laughs> killed someone with a poison at, on the job and people were like man this guy's a fucking dirty trickster yeah like neither one of those adjectives is very uh like redeeming no like dirty maybe, and trickster no like maybe if it had only been one negative you know, word like maybe like the cunning trickster. I'd be like, ooh, he's just like a cheeky yeah. little scientist man. But no, the dirty trickster, <laughs> uh, not a fan. So, and here's his blurb is that he was working on psychiatric research and development of, quote, his quote, techniques that would crush the human psyche to the point that it would admit anything. I don't like that. It's kind of weird, too, that he's like separating the human psyche from the human. Right. He's like, I'm going to control it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also sounds like it, it sounds a lot like when police get false confessions, though, like this mentality of like, we're just going to fucking hammer away at this guy until he tells us the truth. But a lot of the time, if you hammer long enough and deprive people of sleep and food and, and whatever, they're just going to make stuff. They're up. just going to make shit up because yeah. they just want to go home. Right. It's like Tichuba from. Yeah. trials. Absolutely. Yep. Um, OK. So here is some particularly haunted stuff that Gottlieb did for MK Ultra. He worked on 150 known and documented subprojects, and these are just the ones that are documented because, like okay. I said, we can't really trust anything that's going on. Well, of course not. Yeah, it's a top secret operation. Exactly, including a microwave gun. Search for alternatives to LSD, which would promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. So, okay, it's kind of like, okay, this person's going to this person who's up high in power is going to have some sort of like mental breakdown or Mm -hmm. like say some stuff that's not in line with whatever they normally would say. So now they're no longer going to be taken as seriously. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, other things that they tried in MK Ultra, finding materials which would cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity. Scary, right? Like Benjamin Button. Yeah, I don't want that. Materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so that they could be used for manipulating someone. So it's like, oh, you have cancer and diabetes? Now you don't. Oh, my God. This this is also cruel. Right. Materials which will cause temporary slash permanent brain damage and loss of memory. <laughs> I like the slash there because it's like, well, it's either going to cause like your brain dead temporarily or forever. But w- w- either we'll go yeah, for either. either or. Yeah. <laughs> We're OK with the results, you know, going either way. Substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture and coercion during interrogation and so-called brainwashing. So this would be like. You take a pill that, like, people, like, are, like, waterboarding you and you... You don't care. You don't care. Yeah. Which, that would be honestly, helpful. Yeah. I, I think that's, like, Xanax, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use, which is, like, uh, men in black, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like, um, substances which produce physical disablement, such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc., Substances which produce a chemical that causes blisters. So you like just start melting, I guess. 
substances which alter personality structure in such a way that the tendency of the recipient becomes dependent upon another person. I mean, it sounds like a lot of people I know. I know. I was going to say, yeah. it sounds like people like in love in a relationship, right. right? Okay. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men. I also know people like that. I kind of like, to me, that's the favorite one. Because imagine how quickly you could take out another nation if just like everyone didn't want to make stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is the Cold War. Like if, if people in Russia decided to stop going to the factory because they wanted to watch another five minutes of their Soviet cartoons. Right. Like no work ethic, essentially. Yeah. Like if your whole army is just like, actually, no. Actually, we're going to take a nap. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite out of the ones you've named so far is the one that makes people codependent. Because <laughs> that literally sounds like the CIA guy is just being really nice to his test subject and making him fall in love with him. It's like a love potion. I like that one. Yeah, yeah it is like a love potion. So in March 1960, under something called the Cuban Project, have you heard of this? No. The Cuban Project was a CIA plan approved by President of the United States, President Eisenhower. Okay. So Eisenhower knew about this plan and put his stamp of approval on it. So the Cuban project was basically Gottlieb wanted to go to Fidel Castro's TV studio and spray it all with LSD and then put thallium in his shoes to make his beard fall out. Is the beard falling out really necessary? I feel like the LSD does the job. Right. I just like, I guess maybe at this like a psychological yeah tactic. i think at this time if your beard fell out it would make you just that i mean come on like yeah. <laughs> imagine you just woke up one day and you had a beard like don't you think that would like cause you to fuck up at work i don't think i would go to work yeah <laughs> yeah i think i would be like wow i need to make a doctor's appointment right away <laughs> and yeah. a waxing appointment like i need to get this taken care of right like that would be a huge event in your life yes absolutely i would remember that for the rest of my life unless <laughs> however my brain sometimes blocks bad memories out for me so right. it could be a, you know i could repress it so uh, here's another cool thing about gottlieb is or gottlieb is he retired from the cia in 1972 and when he retired he said um he didn't believe his work had been effective and he moved to an ecologically correct home in virginia where he raised goats ate yogurt and advocated peace and environmentalism he and his wife spent 18 months running a leper hospital in india and he spent his final years looking after the dying at a hospice and um when he finally died in 1999 at his home in virginia he was reported to have a history of heart problems but suspicious his wife declined to give the cause of death Ooh, so it sounds like he had a lot of guilt over what he did to people in or, the CIA. Or he was brainwashed. Oh, he himself was brainwashed. Could be. And and here's here's what I think is a little sketch about. Well, let me just tell you some stories that he was behind. Yeah, do it. So you can get some idea of what exactly he did. Because so far, all you know about him is that he was a, basically a crazy chemist. Yes. So, have you ever heard of something called Operation Midnight Climax? <laughs> no. This is probably the most, I think, the sexiest and funnest and therefore most widely publicized. Like, when people talk of MK Ultra, they talk about this. So, in San Francisco and Marin County, California, and New York City, there were selected men, and usually these men were kind of, like, shy, uh, like, people who would be too embarrassed to, like, uh, speak out or, or do anything weird. So they were, like, the perfect subjects for this because the government employed prostitutes 
to lure these selected men into CIA safe houses where the CIA dosed the men with LSD. And then while they're like drinking cocktails and like partying with these prostitutes, their CIA was watching behind a two-way mirror. Oh my God, this is a nightmare. I mean, first of all, this is like so much weird sexual assault. And also like the government... It's not just a prostitute. It's a government-employed prostitute, which makes me wonder, are they just finding prostitutes and paying them? Or is this like a CIA-trained prostitute? This is this is wrong on so many levels. Imagine, so we already know like what a sex worker is, right? Imagine now a sex worker who has been trained by the CIA. Is that like <laughs> Okay, well, that's badass. Best? That's badass, though. Can she like, or he, can they like give you a blowjob without you even knowing it? Like yeah. how? <laughs> they're tricks. They're dirty tricksters. <laughs> So while these people were like, I guess, getting taken advantage of by the government, um, the CIA was watching behind these like two way mirrors and they're listening uh, and through recording devices that were put in the outlets and cameras that were in the outlets around the rooms. And then afterwards, they interrogated. So like after this is over like imagine you're hanging out with a prostitute like you're drunk you're having fun and then all of a sudden like a super bright light comes on and you just see like the mirror across from you is just full of people in suits like smoking cigars looking at you i think i would think i was hallucinating and i would just ignore it and you are yeah you're also hallucinating. so they interrogated these people who are tripping balls and drunk and were just hanging out with prostitutes um which was super illegal at this time yeah and under super bright lights with doctors in the background who were taking notes. And they told the subjects that if they didn't answer their questions, they would extend their trips if they refused to reveal their secrets. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is so stressful. I mean, look, I don't know. Like, if you've ever been high, like, and you get too high and get paranoid, the you will literally do anything to be unhigh. Yes. Like, yeah. Drink coffee. Take a nap. Take a hot shower. There, run. There has been times where I've been too high, specifically in college. I just smoked too much weed. And I remember just being like, please, like, let me just fall asleep and like just let the next 12 hours go by so i can just wake up and i'll never do it again i promise i'll never smoke weed again also like thinking of a bad trip Mm. this is a bad trip times infinity because the government's involved right and like imagine how paranoid you already are because you're you're with a prostitute so you're doing something super illegal at the time and then like it's your worst fears the government's literally watching you this gives me chest pain the people who who were subjected to this like that they were finding because they're not just taking random men right Right. there's no point to interrogate just like strangers on the street like they don't we don't care about them so they were taking people who were cia employees Mm -hmm. so their own kind um u.s military personnel and agents that they thought were double agents and doing this on them so it could have it you could literally it it would be your colleagues that you're doing this on that's just so this now see this is exactly why Gottlieb's nickname was Dirty Trickster. This is such a double cross. <laughs> I know. It's just like imagine finding out that your colleague not only knows that you're like uh, hanging out with hookers, but also they're like interrogating you. This is literally just like the deepest kind of violation I can think of. <laughs> like, oh, someone caught me at a at a very vulnerable state. Someone literally watched me get my dick sucked. 
from behind glass while they were drugging me with LSD. Well, the good part about this is that because some of these people we can presume are innocent or they're part of the CIA, they like, I mean, they just like kind of didn't give a fuck. And here's one of the quotes that I really like is that um, so like this program had little oversight because like I said, it's like top secret, whatever. And the CIA agents that were involved sometimes like enjoyed this, you know, okay. they're partiers, obviously. Okay. And, uh, the CIA agent, a, a CIA agent named George White wrote to Gottlieb, um, the MK ultra scientist guy in 1971. Of course, I was a very minor missionary, actually a heretic, but I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, and cheat, steal, deceive, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all-highest? Jesus Christ, this is the origin of toxic masculinity. I know. So he's basically saying he was a very minor missionary. So, I mean, like, a missionary goes to other places and tries to convert people, right? Right. So, he's saying he killed, stealed, cheated, deceived, raped, and pillaged under God. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is basically, he's being sarcastic, but it's scary. Yeah. Well, he's comparing the government to God as, like, the supreme power, and he is doing the bidding of the, he has the blessing of the government, a.k.a. God, which is why he's calling himself a missionary, to perform all of these heinous acts in the name of the government. And so, Mm -hmm. he's not going to get in trouble. There's going to be no consequences for him. And that's what's scary. Yeah, exactly. And he's high on LSD. (laughs) Yeah. And he's fucked up. So, Gottlieb thought that LSD could be used in covert operations because up until now they've just been kind of like in you know like these two-way like mirror situations so his goal was to be able to harness this so that it could be used out in the world right Mm. to like use on world leaders or people that they want to persuade or mind control pretty much so because the effects were temporary he thought that he could give it to these high-ranking officials before important meetings and speeches so that they would be like dinosaurs are back you know i don't know say yeah. like some stuff to throw a curveball in there exactly so i mean he's a scientist so he knows that testing in a lab is not the same as testing out in the world so what does he do tests out in the world yep and who does he test it on all these people you just talked about like his, unsuspecting dudes his colleagues yeah yeah so at first everyone in the branch tried it willingly they're like oh like lsd like yeah let's try party it. party exactly like free lsd from the cia like <laughs> i'm down right this and it's the 60s and i have like a decanter of whiskey in my in my office <laughs> and sharon my secretary doubles as my sex worker <laughs> exactly because she can't say no you know what i guess if you were already interested in drugs and psychedelics why not do it with the government because at least you know then that it's been tested by scientists or, or manufactured by scientists so that you know that you're actually taking lsd because half of the fear of taking drugs you know, that are illegal is that you don't actually know what you're taking. Right. Is this Drano? Right. Yes. <laughs> is this Drano? Is this, do you remember, um, there was like a cocaine scare in the news when we were in college about like, if you do this cocaine, it has like a flesh eating bacteria oh, yeah, in that it. Goes in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? That, I thought that was just my mom. Like, no. She was infiltrating the news. <laughs> yeah. She, she like was the private source, the <laughs> yeah. confidential source that informed Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. So at first, everyone in this branch is like trying it willingly because, like we said, LSD from the government. Sure, it's clean. Um, and a typical experiment just involved two people sitting in a room and they got high and they just looked at each other for hours and wrote down and observed what was happening. As the experimentation progressed, 
a point arrived where outsiders were drugged with no explanation whatsoever and surprise acid trips became something of an occupational hazard among the cia operatives this is my nightmare (laughs) this is literally my nightmare i am not a drug person and the idea of being accidentally thrown into a bad trip is like gives me anxiety to even think about right it's like a horrible prank so I mean, obviously bad stuff happened. Um, And an operative who received the drug in his morning coffee, quote, became psychotic and ran across Washington, seeing a monster in every car passing him. I hate it. I hate it. So I'm like sweating. So after all of this research, can we even call it that? um, The... LSD was dismissed as unpredictable because the results are, I mean, it's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. Everyone's going to react differently to it. Exactly. And so that resulted in the withdrawal of support by academics and private researchers and the finances because people at first thought this was like this amazing miracle drug that, you know, it was going to be like a true serum and get everyone. It was going to be like the new chemical warfare. Right. But then they realized that actually it just makes you want to listen to shitty music. (laughs) And and if you're already in a bad state of mind, you're going to, it's going to be magnified. Yeah, exactly. So um, these experiments, even though the funding had been pulled from them, Obviously, this is a crazy scientist. Like, once your funding gets pulled, like, that's not the end of it for you. You're like, right. no, I believe in this. And uh, my rats are just, you know, I'm just one chemical bond away from being a <laughs> It's like every Spider-Man you've ever seen, right. right? So he continues to do the experiments. But now he they have to get even more secret because they don't have, like, proper funding. Right. It's pretty much like those cop movies where, like, the cops get... Uh, they, their badge is taken away but then they're like no no I'm gonna prove that I'm a good cop and like go solve this case even though I'm not supposed to right that's what he was doing the death of Frank Olson is one of these things that he did when he's not really supposed to be testing anymore um, so Frank Olson was a scientist who worked for the CIA and he quit his position as acting chief of the special operations division in Maryland because of a severe moral crisis. So he's in a super higher up place. He's the chief of special. special he's the chief of special operations, which okay. is basically the person who is overseeing everything that the CIA is doing. That's a special operation. So he's ultimately responsible for things that are going on there. Exactly. Yeah, like these like weird LSD times. <laughs> so he decides to quit his job because. Um, these are his concerns. <laughs> Development of assassination materials, biological warfare materials and covert operations, experimentation with biological weapons in populated areas, collaboration with former Nazi scientists under Operation Paperclip, LSD mind control research, and the use of psychoactive drugs during terminal interrogations under a program codenamed Project Artichoke. So those okay. are his concerns. Okay, so he's concerned that ultimately he's responsible for these experiments and operations that are immoral. Right. Like, I think that he knows this is bad yeah. and that when ultimately there's, like, some sort of coup or the government, like, this is spilled out and there needs to be a scapegoat, it's going to be him. It's going to be him. Yeah. yeah. So, um he knows everything though he's like overseen all this right so there's a few days later and there's this a 1953 cia retreat he drinks a cocktail that has been spiked with lsd oh my god i don't know why this story to me is scarier than all of the ghost stories we've talked about because i'm not lying when i say being drugged 
is my fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like I would I would be the person that would go crazy and like jump off a cliff because my psyche is fragile. Well, that's exactly this is really sad. That's exactly what he did. Wait, really? He drinks this cocktail that's been spiked with LSD and he had a history of depression. Okay. And a few days later on November 28th, 1953 Olson tumbled to his death from the window of a New York City hotel room in oh an alleged God. suicide so there's a bunch of speculation obviously he quits his job a few days later there's a CIA retreat which that's up does that not sound like a box with like a piece of meat and like a string <laughs> under it? it's like oh we're going to a CIA tr- retreat right like I know you just quit but you should come to this one last retreat <laughs> wink right. wink it's gonna be so fun here here's a coconut drink from it. yeah <laughs> um so his family i mean they knew that this was weird um but they couldn't really do anything because like what you've just learned that the cia killed you uh, killed your husband in a secret mission because he knew too much right you're not gonna be like hey i think you killed my husband because he knew too much because that's just like asking to be killed right and it kind of goes back to what that one quote you read um says about likening the government to god Mm. you're not if god kills your loved one you're not going to poke the bear and say god why did you do that because you're going to be struck down next right you're just going to be like god i'll do whatever you tell me to i'll cut the tip of the penises off i won't (laughs) eat the pork whatever Right, just, I will keep the vegetables separate from the fruits. Like, <laughs> like I am a good girl now. My wife is on her period. She's living in the dog shed until she stops bleeding. <laughs> exactly. So in 1994, finally, many years after this is over, the family of Frank Olson, the guy that supposedly tumbled to his death, he they have a second autopsy. Mm-hmm. And their second autopsy, the forensic scientist um, pulls up the body and he says there are cranial injuries that indicated that Olson had been knocked unconscious before he exited the window. Oh. And the medical examiner termed Olson's death a homicide. So it's one thing to have a medical examiner do an autopsy and be like, oh, this, you know, actually, we think it, this was murder. It's another thing to have the, um, it's another thing to have the U.S. government award your family a settlement of $750,000 and then receive a personal apology from President Ford and the CIA director, which is exactly what happened. So they got the settlement of $750,000 and the president and the current CIA director issued them an apology. So basically they're admitting without admitting we, hey, we know that like this was our doing or someone in our organization did this. We did this. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the some of the involuntary uh, participants. But I talked about how some of these people knew this was going on, right? Yes. Yeah. Would you guess the kind of people who who would volunteer for the LSD research? Honestly, like me in college, like (laughs) someone who thinks they're invincible is just out to party and have a good time and doesn't realize that there are consequences for actions yet. And those are the people that always survive scary movies, right? Yes. It's the it's the dumbasses that don't think anything can go wrong. And so just they survive on sheer luck and ignorance. And then the people that are trying to be overly cautious and like plan things out and be logical, they're the ones that end up dying. And that is exactly what happened so one of these voluntary participants his name is ken casey and he's the author of the 1962 novel which was inspired by his um experience with mk ultra one flew over the cuckoo's nest okay have you ever seen that movie no so the it's a great movie with um jack nicholson but essentially it's about someone who goes crazy 
Yeah, I think I read the book in high school. Yeah, it's about someone. Well, essentially, it's about someone who goes to a mental ward and isn't crazy, mm-hmm. but then acts out against like he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. So he gets a lobotomy and becomes yes. just like, yes, OK, I did read brain that book. Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a which is I think is kind of a, you know, mm, it's sort of a warning right like you don't mess with the government they'll take yeah absolutely. they'll take your memories away mm-hmm. um so ken casey volunteered for the mk ultra experiments while he was a college student at stanford oh i fucking knew it wow <laughs> i am guessing all the shit today yeah so he later after he did these testings he went on to promote the drug and he hosted lsd fueled parties that he called acid tests of course he did and these acid tests at his school in uh at stanford made him really popular yeah well yeah he combined the drug use with musical performances by bands including the grateful dead (laughs) he painted the rooms with fluorescence and put black lights everywhere and these parties these lsd drug infused parties with black lights and grateful dead music playing called acid test went on to be the development of hippie culture and kickstarted the 1960s psychedelic drug scene. Like Damn. he invented that. He invented what we think of those stupid fucking bears. Like yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about. It's the Grateful Dead logo. Right. Like I didn't know what the Grateful Dead. I don't. I could not sing a song if you told me to. All I know is everyone quotes that stupid quote in the senior yearbook. It's like what a long strange trip it's been. And then you you always have the stoner in college that's got the fucking bears going in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> and I still don't know. what. Do you know a Grateful Dead song? No, because it's all psychedelic rock. So it's very like yeah. and then there's like a bunch of weird Wind instrumentals chimes. that just like go on forever. It's like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are people listening that are huge Grateful Dead fans. And I think that the I think that if you were born in the right era or your parents were really into that stuff, then it makes sense for you to be into it but for me i have no connection to that kind of music because my parents weren't into that kind of music my parent my parents were not into that kind of music also it's not good (laughs) so if you like the grateful dead and you don't do drugs you're a sober person and can enjoy it yeah please let us know what song to listen to and why yeah you're right because a lot of that psychedelic rock music is only good on drugs in the same way that a lot of um deep house music is only good on mdma (laughs) true yeah true like yeah the time you hear a few days it doesn't hit the same if you're sober yeah (laughs) it's not the same you're like is this the same guy yeah um uh, so one of the guys that uh, did these LSD tests voluntarily, coincidentally, is Robert Hunter, who is the Grateful Dead lyricist. Okay. Which I think is kind of tight because it's like the CIA basically made the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I know. I was about to say. So basically what you're telling me is that the CIA is what kickstarted the psychedelic movement of the 60s. Yeah, pretty much. They're at the root of it. Yeah. Right. Underground. And mm-hmm. without open, I, we can't talk about this too much because this is a whole other episode, but people think that the CIA invented crack and gave it to homeless yeah, people too. Yeah. I've heard that too. Which I believe after Well, it's this. like people think the CIA spread AIDS. Yeah. But yes, we, that, another episode That's another, another time. episode. Yeah. Right. Okay. So an, other people who volunteered for this were not necessarily as respected as this Grateful Dead uh, lyricist. We've got... Ted Kaczynski. I can't say his last name. Ted Kaczynski. Oh, Ted Kaczynski. The Unabomber. Yeah. Okay. He volunteered for these LSD trips and also um, 
uh, the notorious Boston mobster James Joseph Whiteley Bulger. So we've got murderers, we've got bombers, bomber terrorists, mobs. We got yeah, and we've got the Grateful Dead people. Right. So, so a whole wide spectrum. Which yeah, which I think further illustrates that how unpredictable LSD is. Oh, totally. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah, someone who is really open minded and positive, like the lead lyricist of the Grateful Dead, is going to have a great time on LSD, and he's not going to hurt anybody. Then you go to the Unabomber, who's a fragile man with. <laughs> fragile psyche and he takes lsd too many times he's gonna go kill a bunch of people right yeah yeah so in 1974 a new york times journalist named seymour hirsch and he's like honestly just like an lgh inspo slash icon slay <laughs> king like he publishes a story about how the cia has conducted non-consensual drug experiments and has been taking part in these illegal spying operations on u.s citizens who are unsuspecting his report starts this lengthy process of bringing long suppressed details about mk ultra to light oh wow so he sparks king. this public interest about this topic that is just kind of been forgotten you know right. like after the cold war ends like mk ultra is not really going on but you know the grateful dead happened and there's like rumors and things are leaking out and this person goes in and does a deep dive brings some of that to light so the following year president ford who's in the wake of watergate which is basically served to make the american public super distrustful of the government mm -hmm. he is like okay this is a lot of bad pr at once you know yeah we got this new york times guy saying that we're doing non-consensual drug testing yeah. on American citizens and the president before did a real bad one. Yeah. So uh, like he can't just be he can't just ignore it because that's just going to make it worse. Right. Right. Can I just do a quick aside real quick? I This is so perfect because I'm, the complete irony of the hippie movement actually being connected to the government is just so delicious to me <laughs> because know. hippies are like anti-government right. anti-establishment we're taking these psychedelic drugs to free our minds from the confines mm -hmm. of our system but really they're feeding into the system because the government has set up this entire thing for them right exactly and to be oh like my we're God. gonna mind control you oh i love it so yeah. basically we're all hypocrites Basically, but if you want to get real paranoid, which I will try not to spend too much time on this, where did the LSD come from? Did the government see the hippies were be getting behaving strangely? And, you know, because they didn't just invent it, right? No, but they manufactured it with their scientists. Yeah. I don't know, man. All the good shit came from the if government. I, if I ask too many questions, it just all leads back. If you ask too many questions, you're going to be thrown out of a window. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So the President Ford is like, what am I going to do about this? So he sets up something called the United States President's Commission on CIA Activities. Okay. Which is exactly what it, it sounds like. It's the United States President commissioning to investigate illegal CIA activities, including Project MKUltra and other experiments on unsuspecting citizens. And he puts unsuspecting citizens as like the the ultimate um, icon of why he's setting up this committee because he's basically it's a way to forgive everything else just be like you know what this was all fine and we didn't start this with like any malintent it just only when it started affecting people who didn't uh, sign up for this now it's bad right. but like we actually it's not bad that we were gonna try to you know give Fidel Castro like LSD and make In his, his beard fall out yeah <laughs> 
So the his commission delved into plots to assassinate foreign leaders, including Fidel Castro. And have you ever heard of the Congolese independence leader Patrice Lumumba? No. So Patrice Lumumba is was, I should say, he was a leader of the Congolese national movement. Okay. And here's a photo of him. Oh, right. I like his bow tie. I know. He looks he looks like so like 50s and cute. Like he has like a little bow tie and those cute. What do you call those glasses? Um, hipster glasses. <laughs> <laughs> just like they have like almost like cat eye. Yeah, it's like the rim is only on the top. The Horn bottom rimmed. is just glass. Horn-rimmed glasses. That's what they're called, I oh, think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he he's cute, right? He looks like a good guy. So basically, uh, Africa has a super long and sad history right, that I which, don't yeah. quite understand or because, uh, you know, we went to American schools and we're still, our military is still very active over there and they mm-hmm. don't teach us what's going on because they don't want us to know about bad things our military is doing, which is why in school we don't really learn about the Middle East and we don't really learn about any of Africa or that area. Right. So we ignore I, it. Yeah, pretty much. So I had never heard of this guy, but his he basically gets assassinated because he is trying to take the Congo back from Belgium and the United States influence. Okay. So Belgium and the United States are like super interwoven, like in the deep, like they're like in the army, like infiltrated in there. And they're like basically giving money to people who are... Um, uh, making their interests happen in in terms of resources etc etc uh so he is in power there and he's super popular with the people but he wants to take away he wants to give the congo independence and he wants to make the government all african and not have this like belgian influence in there so that's obviously not going to fly right so the united states and belgium come up with this interwoven assassination plot and have him executed by firing squad. Okay. It's super sad. For three weeks, no one knows where he is. Like, it it would be like if someone, a huge leader became um, kidnapped and you didn't know where he was. Three weeks Mm -hmm. later, they're like, oh, a bunch of crazy villagers who were angry kidnapped him and shot him. Well, no, people didn't believe that. There was huge riots in Trafalgar Square. There was riots in London. There was riots in New York City. People were pissed. Mm -hmm. So the, that was just like the final straw for the president of the United States to be like, okay so we gotta address this shit right okay so these after that happens president ford in 1976 makes an executive order on the intelligence activities that prohibits experimentation with drugs on human subjects except with the informed consent and writing and witnessed by a disinterested party of each human subject so after all of that happens he basically is saying from now on, it's illegal for the government to have experiments on people who don't know what's going on. Yeah, that right? sounds fair. Now, so it's over, right? Right? Well, the the look you're giving me indicates that it's not over. What if I told you that since the Cold War, we've moved on from mind control of individuals to mind control of the public masses? I'm ready for it. I'm ready to hear about it. Here's the headline. MK Ultra controls celebs. The Illuminati. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that Scientology <laughs> is actually uh, the government, the U.S. government controlling celebrities. So here's 
there's been a bunch of celebrities that say weird stuff, right? Yeah, Tom Cruise. They come out. To, exactly. Tom <laughs> Cruise has said some weird stuff. Macaulay Culkin in, said um, in a radio interview that Hollywood was controlled by satanic pedophiles who ritually murder children. Hollywood executives are bloodthirsty Satanists who ritually abuse children in the industry. I only got out alive because I was a smart, suspicious kid and I got too famous to be killed like some of the other kids. You can learn very early to recognize which of them want to abuse you and which of them have even darker tastes. The worst of them wear shoes made out of skin of children that they've ritually murdered. Oh, my God. Have you, he goes on to say, have you seen leather products made from human skin? No. It has a very unusual, distinctive look. I learned at a very young age to identify it. This is terrifying. Yeah. So that comes out. And that's only on the internet. Here's a screenshot of Macaulay Culkin. That's only on the internet for about three hours before it gets taken down. And then um, a bunch of articles come out saying that it was fake. Macaulay Culkin looks like Kid Rock in that photo. Macaulay Culkin's had some hard times, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he was like addicted to drugs. He's done a bunch of stuff that kind of makes us not trust him in the public eye, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, So, but what if I told you someone else has come out and said very similar stuff who is reputable? Who? Elijah Wood. Wow. Elijah Wood. Yeah, absolutely. From Frodo. Frodo, yeah. Yeah. So Elijah Wood said, Clearly something major is going on in Hollywood. It was all organized. There are a lot of vipers in this industry, people who only have their own interests in mind. There's a darkness in the underbelly. What bums me out about these situations is that the victims can't speak as loudly as the people in power. That's the tragedy of attempting to reveal what is happening to innocent people. They can be squashed, but their lives have been irreparably damaged. If you're innocent, you have very little knowledge of the world and you want to succeed. People with parasitic interests will see you as their prey. What upsets me about these situations is that the victims can't speak as loudly as the people in power. And he says that many different times. The people who are victims can't speak out about this. And he doesn't give any names. He doesn't really go into details about this, probably because he can't speak out about it. Yeah. So he says that his mother protected him from the dangers of Hollywood as a child. Um, and that he never went to parties where that kind of thing was going on. Satanic pedophilia. <laughs> he added that he's been down dark paths and he realizes that those things are probably still happening. Um, Elijah's comments came after allegations against Woody Allen resurfaced in, uh, last year at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, and that's a whole other story. But Roman Polanski and Woody Allen were accused of sexual like pedophilia pretty much yeah right so that's what elijah would have to say about this now here's where the paranoia intensifies we can't really believe macaulay culkin because he's like might be a crazy crackhead right right elijah wood we can believe more and as a child elijah wood starred alongside macaulay culkin in the good son and flipper oh i didn't even think of that so they're friends right so so they may know some of the same executives and have seen the same things Right. And if Elijah Wood still has a career in Hollywood, so he's saying like people can't speak out against people who are in power because right. they are afraid of losing their jobs. Me- like, meanwhile, Macaulay Culkin is going off and giving this interview in France where he's just like, oh, yeah, satanic pedophiles who like murder children and use their skin to make shoes. <laughs> And then I mean, I'm laughing because it's terrible. It's horrible, right? Yeah. But what's what's weird is that 
I went on Snopes to see if it was real or not. And Snopes was like, oh, you know, we can't really trust this because a French a French website called Hoaxbuster says that this is not even good French. So we can't trust it. And I'm like, what is the irony of Snopes saying using a basically a translator right. to say that this is not relevant. This is not trustworthy because it's been translated poorly. Right. And people think that there's modern mind control going on with celebrities and are you ready for this yes okay you have a facebook right i do yeah do you use your facebook um now i do because i got scammed out of my wedding and all the people that got scammed out of their wedding joined a facebook group together so we can figure out what we're gonna do about it right but other than that i really don't use it okay cool and i I know you're on social media do you feel like social media affects your mood or depending on like when you get on it do you feel like it can i don't know yeah i think um i mean there was definitely a time where i deleted my instagram for like two months because i was i felt like seeing things on the explore page were not healthy for me for example like these completely photoshopped unattainable beauty standards i felt like were really damaging to my self-esteem for a period of time and also seeing all the cool shit that other people are doing when you're kind of not having a cool time in your life is also really hard so yeah I definitely would say that social media can affect you negatively and it can also affect you positively like for example when people leave nice comments so it definitely affects mood right I mean there's a reason they call them influencers like they influence your mood yeah you so in 2014 Facebook conducted a secret experiment what yeah the they Facebook wanted to know if they could manipulate the emotions of 689,000 users by editing the content of their feeds. This seems illegal. For some users, only positive posts could be seen, and they subsequently posted positive messages, right? Okay. For the other users, they only saw negative posts, and they tended to post negative messages. In an article published in the journal proceedings of the national academy of sciences of the united states of america they concluded that shaping the posts that users could access had a measurable effect constituting to our knowledge the first experimental evidence for massive scale emotional contagion via social networks facebook has the power to make you feel happy or sad and an entire range of emotions in between well, it's kind of like they got in trouble for allowing fake news on their website during the election. Yeah. And so now they have to like redo the entire way that they, you know, vet news stories that right. people post um, because they got in a ton of trouble for that. And it's like when I first read that, I was like, OK, big deal. Everyone knows that seeing an article about a polar bear mom who had to like eat her cubs is going to trigger you. Right. Right. So yeah. You're going to like email your ex or do something destructive, whereas seeing a sunset with an inspirational quote is going to motivate you to, like, drink more water or, like, I don't know, do something good. Yeah, or, like, an inspirational video of, like, look at this person that overcame the odds to achieve their dreams, and that's going to give you hope and be like, I can do anything, you know? Yeah, so that's, there's no denying that it influences your mood. Now, pair that with the fact. This is a fact, okay? Mm -hmm. Facebook has ties to Sony, Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft, Right at this moment that we are recording this, there's a grand jury in New York that has subpoenaed records from two prominent makers of smartphones and other devices. Okay. Why? Because these smartphone companies 
are accused of entering into partnerships with Facebook, gaining broad access to the personal informations of hundreds of millions of its users. So to me, I'm just kind of like, whatever, you got my contacts, you got my information, like you want to sell me ads, who cares? But the sharing deals empowered Microsoft's Bing search engine to map out the friends of virtually all Facebook users without their explicit consent and allowed Amazon to obtain users' names and contact information through their friends. Apple was able to hide from Facebook users all indicators that its devices were even asking for data. So Apple could be using our phones and uh, our cameras and our microphones when turning them on when we don't even know we didn't consent to this at all right and this is this is happening right now like this is in a jury i mean this reminds me of the alexa thing where it was discovered that alexa listens to you even when she's turned off yeah and uh, like to me i would almost be like okay who gives a shit but the fact that they've done this experiment to see how to alter your mood yeah that is scary it makes me want to delete all social media (laughs) Um, and so we know that this is happening because there are two people who are anonymous, anonymously speaking about this, and they have kept their um, their faces and their identities anonymous because they don't want prosecutors to be angry with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are super powerful companies that have your information, and if the CIA can push someone out of a window, what's going to make you know the biggest company in the one of the biggest companies in the world with the most influence and power that are basically all teamed up? like do a firing squad on your mind right i mean this all sounds to me totally believable because it's basically propaganda in the digital era exactly yeah yeah and so like all of our favorite celebrities we think of them our influencers these people who are basically mind controlling us right because they're starting the trends they're you know most of the basic bitches are seeing some stupid shit at met gala and they're gonna do that for halloween right you know yeah and so we think of these people really do have the power to control our mind and they are owned by these corporations like beyonce we think of her as selling her albums and yeah she does that too but you know where she made most of her money $50 million from Pepsi endorsement. And Taylor Swift, who we think of as like, oh, like she's like this angel. She's got a uh, $26 million contract with Coca-Cola. Even the people that we think of as like classy who are above all of this kind of like money, like Charlize Theron and like George Clooney, right? Like you think like, oh, these are award-winning actors. Yeah. George Clooney has a contract with Nespresso for $62 million. Charlize Theron made the majority of her money from the Dior campaign for $65 million. I mean, even you got 50 Cent who has $100 million from vitamin water. So it's like all of these different celebrities and influencers who are rappers or it doesn't matter what their brand is. Like Taylor Swift is supposed to be innocent. Charlize Theron is supposed to be classy. We've got 50 Cent who's supposed to be a badass. Beyonce is like this powerful feminist woman who like no one can control her. No, these are all puppets of brands, right? Right. So... They're advertising things to us and it's in their direct interest to influence us to buy the the brands that are paying them. Right. And so if these brands are saying, hey, like, I want you to go on this talk show and be cute and be funny and you don't want to do it, you still have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people say that celebrities have been programmed by MK Ultra, And Ooh. one of the things that happens when their programming quote starts to fail is they glitch. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. 
I mean, I okay. I just sorry. I screamed really loud into the mic. I can see the love, volume levels went way up. But yeah, I've heard. I've heard of this. But I'm. Are you going to show me a video? I'm going to show you so like some good videos. Oh my gosh, because I've never seen an actual video about this right. topic. Oh, I'm so excited. It's yeah. Okay, hold on. We'll post this to the Instagram. So one of the things that happens when celebrities glitch is they might like shake or do something strange to because they've been like through electroshock therapy or have some sort of weird brainwashing. Because I mean, if the 1950s and 60s, they were doing this LSE stuff and trying to make microwave guns and uh, doing all of this mind control, then imagine how far technology has come now. Right. right? So Roseanne Barr said in 2013 to Esquire, MK Ultra Mind Control rules Hollywood. Yeah, it sounds insane, but do you think it sounds insane that a message bounces off of a satellite and goes everywhere in the world at the same second? We live with that time of, of technology. She said that to Esquire magazine. Wait a minute. Okay, now my conspiracy mind is spiraling because isn't Roseanne Barr the same person that just got canceled last year because she said some racist shit and then she blamed it on sleeping pills? What if the thing you said about the government discrediting people that know too much is what happened to Roseanne? Yeah, and if we want to go even further back than that... Or was that Rosie O'Donnell? No, that was Roseanne. Roseanne, yeah. If you want to go even further back than that, people say that Marilyn Monroe was taken out by the CIA because she was doing weird stuff with the president right yeah 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 so and that's a different story for a different podcast episode because that one is a rabbit hole in and of itself so here are some famous videos of celebrities quote-unquote glitching and when people glitch they have like a public breakdown that's like Mm -hmm. a good sign of it so britney spears is one of the famous ones and let me show you do you remember the interview britney spears gave with diane sawyer is it the one where she's being sassy about pepsi no it's the one where she starts crying over just uh over her the breakup and it was like it's like the most famous screenshot of britney spears crying right Mm -hmm. because she's like literally losing her mind and i actually remember watching this interview sitting down with my family it was like a three or four part interview and watching every single one of them because oh, wow we didn't britney spears i feel like was the first celebrity who really was we could see into every detail of her life where before that celebrities didn't really give us that sort of a look into their life and she was you know came up through disney and we just knew everything about her since she was like 16 years old so here's a video of her supposedly switching um between her personalities and glitching from this government mind control. A breakup, this spasm of publicity about what happened in, from Mexico to London. It was pretty rough, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Ah, weird. Hello. Um, Oh my goodness. Hello. Ew. Strong bringing. Um, yeah, it was a weird time. Ew. I don't know how it's going. people say she was glitching there i don't know because i see a girl who's really emotional and knows that this is her job to have her shit together right and so she doesn't want to like reveal that to a wide audience yeah so that one to me is like i'm 50 50 because yes it's weird 
but also like I think I might act the same way. Now, here's some ones where I'm just like, what the fuck is going <laughs> is going on? Where people literally freeze on camera. So like w- my favorite one is this one of Al Roker frozen t- on the Today Show. Oh my god, I'm excited. Yeah, it's like. Oh. So they're like hugging and smiling and talking, and then he just freezes. Oh my god! <laughs> He's making like an inquisitive face and just frozen. He's not even blinking. Look at that! He's not even blinking. Oh my god. That's weird, right? That is so scary. It looks like he his mind left his soul left his body for a brief for moment. For just a brief moment. And then here's another really funny one of Draymond Green. I, I think that this is the best glitch video that I've seen cuz I've watched a lot of these and to me this one just like doesn't make sense. So they're um, doing a press conference. So it's two NBA players responding and then look at his face he's smiling and he just freezes and stops oh oh my god wait that's scary he's like slowly slowly the smile is fading his eyes are not blinking they're not moving his mouth is in the exact same position that is not like a a face you make to be photographed either and now he just snapped back to it a little bit Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so like it's it literally looks like a puppet, it's right? It's cartoonish, yeah. Yeah. And then um um in this video of Lady Gaga, she covers up one of her eyes when the interviewer says Lord and they say that's because she's like programmed to do the Ill- Illuminati sign showing allegiance oh. to the dark lord. When I was um, making love to my old boyfriend. I used to think about women sometimes. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I'm sure he was delighted when you told him. So he says, oh, good lord. And then it kind of like switches off of her at a weird moment. And when we go back, we see that she was covering her left eye. Right. Which people say is the Illuminati sign. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. Some people are like, well, she was just fixing like a fake eyelash. That's that what I was thinking. Or, or her bow. Yeah. And it was like some weird thing that like the camera was like, well, this isn't supposed to be happening. So right. let's not show it. But I think that just shows to further demonstrate how fake celebrities are. Like we can't even see their bow falling off. Yeah, that's true. So, Picture perfect. What do you think? Mind control? Celeb mind control? I think the most compelling evidence about celebrity mind control is Elijah Wood's um, comments. But I also wonder, are they speaking metaphorically? Because we know that there's pedophilia rings in celebrity, like in Hollywood. Yeah. That prey on these child actors and actresses. And it's covered up because mm-hmm. they're so such powerful executives. Right. So are they saying mind control in a, in a um, metaphorical way where it's like, you're conditioned or groomed from a young age to do certain things for these powerful executives and then you can't speak out about it? Or are they saying literally the government is poisoning us with drugs through these big powerful executives who have connections in the Illuminati um, and that is what is controlling us? Let's ask the Let's let's kind of go back and see what the inventor of this MK Ultra Ooh. program, Gottlieb, has to say 
at his retirement. So Frank Olson, the guy that got pushed out of the window, remember? His son, um, many years later, his son, Eric Olson, goes to Gottlieb's house and confronts him and asks him what actually happened because he's like, dude, I just got to know what happened. And according to Olson, he responded, the former Gottlieb, who used to be me, did some things that I'm not proud of, but I'm not him. I can't answer for some of the things he did because I just don't recognize him anymore. Ooh, that's spooky. Yeah, that's what he said. So that could either be interpreted as he was under mind control, which you said earlier, Mm -hmm. or he just has a lot of guilt for the stuff that he was asked to do in his position of power. Yeah, and that to me, it's like that's the hard part is it's, is it all a giant metaphor? Because essentially, yes, everyone's being a little bit mind controlled by their job. Those glitches are weird. Why is Al Roker freezing his face in that position? Why is that guy giving an interview just for freezing his face? Is that how mindless these interviews are? Because it's like such a facade that someone puts on. Mm-hmm. It's such a mask that you put on to be this performer that like you're literally so tired for, and you can just turn it off. Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question. I know that sometimes when I'm listening back to the raw footage of these podcasts, I hear myself stuttering or like gathering my thoughts. Mm. And it sounds like someone I don't even recognize sometimes. I'm like, wow, that's really what I sound like in everyday life when I'm talking to people and I don't quite know what I want to say yet, you know? And then so hearing myself gather my thoughts on this podcast can sometimes be super unsettling because I'm Mm. like, shit, I literally just repeat myself over and over again until I figure out what I want to say. Yeah. So the point of me saying this is I wonder if some of those like freezing on camera moments are moments where people are doing that same thing. But instead of being on a podcast, they're being filmed. And that's why they look so bizarre. I mean, like, so one of the people that's super powerful that I love, so don't come for me, is Beyonce. And people think that Beyonce is like a huge part of the Illuminati. Right. And I, I do think that she uses in her lyrics sometimes like stuff about the Illuminati. Because at this point, it's fucking cool to be in the Illuminati. Like it makes you look more famous and cool right it helps yeah. you so she does mention stuff you know may, like uh, i feel like a lot of celebrities will like act like they're part of these bigger conspiracies to make themselves look more powerful but something fucking weird that beyonce did was people think she wasn't really pregnant oh yeah that's right well and- she does in one of her songs the, she does have lyrics that say y'all haters corny with that illuminati shit yep that's formation mm-hmm. and it is corny but also i don't know but they also are, is, super are you covering it up they are super powerful so here's some here's some theories governments working with social media like mk ultra except this is the modern version oh that i believe that i mean think about it kanye west went and talked with president trump yeah, I That's mean, like a literal meeting between <laughs> an influencer and the president of the United right. States of America. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and celebrities meet with presidents all the time. And, you know, I tweeted this the other day where I was like, anybody remember when Daddy Yankee endorsed Senator John McCain for president? <laughs> People just like pretend that that never happened. And I that is burned into my memory. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so, an influence. It's influencing people in some way, shape, or form. Right. I think 100% that theory is at least somewhat true. There's also, is are, is there satanic pedophilia going on in Hollywood? I know there's pedophilia. Yeah, there's for is sure there pedophilia. Satanic pedophilia. Do you think there's people wearing the human skin of children they've killed? 
God, I hope not. First of all, it, pedophilia in any form is fucking horrible. Right. I think I don't like just surface level pedophilia. To me, it's sad. Like, I, I want to believe that, you know, we've got a bunch of old white guys sitting in a circle in a pentagram with like hats and weird robes on and there's like a little baby in in a pot in the middle being cooked and they're just like "Mm." i understand that because then it's not just people being it's not regular people being terrible at that point it's people who are like fucked up in the head that aren't regular people doing bad things and that makes it a little bit more um digestible because then you're not looking at regular people on the street looking at a monster yeah it's a monster it's a caricature yeah exactly yeah where i do i do think that i mean we know from a lot of these directors who are accused and have been convicted of pedophilia or rape of children right this is a thing that happens well yeah and where there's smoke there's fire right yeah it's just like it's goes deeper and deeper because the people who say the most specific weird shit like amanda Bynes and roseanne barr and macaulay culkin are the people that have been discredited in the public eye true they've been we've been gaslit we've been shown images and videos and footage that discredits their character Mm -hmm. by the media right so it's like like, okay, if the media is telling me that this is a crazy person and they're, you know, showing them in a light that's a skeptic of everything that they're saying, now I think that person, whatever they're saying, is like the furthest from the truth. I think that if we can see that the tabloids will literally, can like literally change history of celebrities, yeah. then what's keeping our government from changing history in our textbooks? Which yeah. they already Which do. Which they already do. We know that. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the next generation that's coming up, they, they, we only know what's been passed down through generations. Like what's to keep us from literally being under the government's mind control? And which brings me to my next point. How do we avoid mind control? Do we wear the tin hat? I don't think so. I think we've got to delete our social media if we want to avoid government mind control. But I'm not going to do that. I can tell you already right now. It's I can delete it temporarily or deactivate it, but I'm just, I know I can't stay away. I think it's having an awareness that everyone you look up to is an ad, you mm-hmm. know? Like Beyonce posting a photo of her slaying is an ad mm-hmm. kim kardashian looking flawless is an ad she sells makeup to make right. you look flawless right mm-hmm. even people that we don't think are an ad are probably an ad except for people who don't have endorsements like let's get haunted let's get haunted we is not sponsored by anyone funded by the people we're like Bernie Sanders, where the average donation for our campaign is from average Joes and Josephinas, like you, the listener. And so basically what I'm saying is we can't be bought. But if you do want to sponsor us, let us know. Because <laughs> we got bills. Uh, yeah. Th- so this was a super tangled one because all of these kind of like Illuminati, MK Ultra, deep state celebrity mind control things they they like all kind of go hand in hand in some weird twisted fucked up web so if you want to talk more about this get in our subreddit get in our discord so what is your opinion of all of this natalia of the story that you just told me i don't know man because i i did not want to believe that beyonce my queen my hero was uh what 
was up to weird, no good stuff, right? But yeah. then I was looking at this and I was looking at the, I saw a few glitch videos of her, which I did not want to show you or include in this <laughs> because I just can't believe it. And then I was looking into these pregnancy rumors that she wasn't pregnant and uh, there's a lot of weird stuff happening. Like she had the, her and Jay-Z bought the entire floor they so like they like oh, rented out right. the entire floor of the hospital and had all the security cameras covered up and everyone had to give their phones in and there's like security guards outside guarding it and there was this weird video of her sitting down on an Australian interview where her like belly like moved weird and then like when addressed about it she was like it's fabric it folds these are so stupid accusations and I was kind of like Beyonce you never respond you never respond to the right. press yeah. what are you doing and and then I was just kind of like how deep does this go and i found out that beyonce actually was making a maternity line and i was like okay so it actually behooves her to be pregnant like why wouldn't she just be like kim k and be like i'm having a surrogate Mm -hmm. because she wants to sell this image of like i'm the mother i can have the birth the babies and have the children and rule the world girls that's interesting yeah. yeah, I mean, you can go down a lot of different directions with this story. So I'm interested to know what you guys, the listeners, think of this. Yeah. So if you're listening on SoundCloud, drop us a comment. Um, if you're following us on Twitter at Let's Get Haunted or Instagram at Let's Get Haunted, drop us a comment um, or reply us on Twitter. And also start a subreddit thread or if I start a subreddit thread discussing this topic, please leave a comment there. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I saw that some bullshit person gave us a one-star review. (laughs) What? And left no reason why. Literally, we have only five-star reviews and then one person being a smartass was like, (laughs) I'm just going to be the one. It's like the one person that dislikes a YouTube video just because Mm. nobody's disliked it yet. And you give us a fucking one star review. So now our reviews are 4.9 stars instead of five. So everyone go try to counteract it and give us five star reviews. That sucks. If you don't like something, don't give it a thumbs down. Just don't engage it. Don't interact with it. Don't interact with it. Or also because with like YouTube videos, if you give it a thumb down, it like helps the algorithm because they're like, oh, this is something that people are engaging with. Right. So it's not like but like when it comes to a business like Yelp or like a podcast on iTunes if you give that a shittier rating the algorithm isn't like this is controversial it's like this isn't good right it's like yeah it's a quality control thing right I know so I was super disappointed when I saw that if the person that gave us one star is listening can you do me a favor either remove it if that's not really how you feel or if that's really how you feel can you at least leave a comment explaining why because it's not helpful to us to just see a one star review with no comments attached to it yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well said, Alyssa. Thank you. And um, what else did I want to say? Uh, buy our pop sockets. Let's get haunted.merchforall.com or Venmo us at uh, dogmomusa or at natstron. Mm-hmm. Um, I had something else I wanted to say, but I don't remember. Alien what. Con is coming up. Alien Con. I got our badges in the mail. <laughs> I forgot. I, did, I was going to text you last night, but it was like 2 a.m. And I was How like, I don't know do if she's asleep yet. Me. I know. We got our badges in the mail. Oh, my God. Oh, also, guys, my birthday is yeah. Friday. P.O. Box 1658, Camarillo, California, 93011. Yeah. And if you just, you know, I don't know, like maybe you're feeling generous. You want to th- throw in a dollar and helps buy me a, a drink. 
you could do that you too. can do that too <laughs> or you can send a nice birthday card to the p.o box and i'll pass that on yeah. to natalia i love getting original artwork and drawings and like literally like all of the artwork that you guys have made or letters that you guys have sent i have a shrine in my house she really does yeah and it's just for me so whenever i'm feeling like i'm not slaying i throw on my beyonce and i'm like bitches you know, controlled by MK Ultra, and one day I can be there too, yeah. and I can have a fifty million dollar Pepsi contract. Right here's my shrine. Then that's the thing we can talk forever about how fucked up the uh, entertainment industry is and how fucked up the government is. But at the end of the day, we're all kind of buying into it in the same way that the Grateful Dead deadheads bought into the system by doing literally exactly what the CIA wanted them to do. Yeah. Uh, the moral of the story is let's just have some fun. Let's have some fun. We're here for, in the words of Drake, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. In, in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Natalia, this goes along with your topic. Did you see that you can go on into your Instagram settings and click ad preferences and it'll show you what Instagram thinks you want to see with your ads. Mm. Oh yeah, to to say how we can help ourselves with mind control, awareness guys, be aware. Be right. aware that these things that are altering happening. your mood. Yeah. You know, I a few months ago, Alyssa might remember this, I fucking unfollowed all of my friends. I had zero people I was following except for animals and meme pages cuz I just wanted my feed to only be memes and animals. That's all I could take at the time. And you know what? Everyone got over it and now I follow a few more people but i'll have no problem unfollowing them later let me tell you what my ads interests are on instagram because i checked this is what instagram thinks i want to see science fiction movies chicago house music gucci shih tzus london concept art paid television atlanta hip-hop animal rescues and romantic comedies all of these are very accurate but then i looked on winnie's instagram <laughs> And this is apparently what they think Winnie, my dog, wants to see with her ads. The Avengers, oh, God. <laughs> Iron Man Triathlon, Cosplay, and Stan Lee. I have no idea where oh, they got those she's from. she's totally like a little cosplay comic book right? girl. Wait, where do you see that? Okay, so if you go to Instagram, uh -huh. settings, security, access data, and then ads. I'm sure mine's going to be dance. Oh, ad interest, Tokyo, Heidi Klum, Pro Tools, Cosmetics, Martial Arts, Dodge, Mermaid, and Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Dude, Gordon Ramsay is a meme. He made it on there. Uh, yeah. That's so great. <laughs> that's incredible. All right. So do you think that's pretty accurate? Uh, yeah. Yeah, mine is super accurate. When people, people were posting on Instagram being like, Mine aren't accurate at all. And I'm like, mm, but is it though? Because mine are pretty accurate. Mine are super accurate. The only one I'm I'm unsure about is Dodge. <laughs> yeah, you must have like clicked on something by accident. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been another episode of Let's, Let's Get, Get Haunted. Haunted. Bye. Bye. Bye.